As we officially enter a new year, I want to take a little moment to reflect on the year that's been. I want to reflect on my goals for 2023. I want to reflect on my income. And I've decided to break this down into a little two-part mini-series on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this one because I have so much to share, hence the uh, two parts. (laughs) And for those who are maybe new to the podcast and didn't catch my income report from last year... I really like these episodes. I'm very, very transparent and honest, and I think it provides some really interesting insights for those getting started, for those scaling their business, and honestly, not just for social media managers, anybody starting a business, and just the real and raw truth of what that takes. So to kick things off, I'm going to be reflecting on my goals for 2023 in today's episode, and then you can come back on Thursday to hear about my income, and I'm going to break down all of my expenses, how much came into the business, how much went out, all of that good stuff. Now, as you can probably tell from the title of today's episode, my goals didn't exactly all come together for the year. And that is also what really motivated me to record today's episode and to really break it apart from the income and unpack this a little bit more because I know there's a lot of people out there who also did not achieve their goals this year. And sometimes it's really hard to digest that And I really want to do that with you in today's episode. So I hope you're excited. Buckle in. It's going to be a good one. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Now, I have known the title of today's episode for the past two months because I have been looking at my list of goals and just having a quiet little chuckle to myself since like October being like, girl, that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. And to be honest, I probably could have predicted this at the beginning of the year because I was super ambitious with my goals this year. I really wanted to challenge myself to dream big. And the reason I did this is because in contrast Last year in 2022, I achieved all my goals and it was kind of boring. And I said in that podcast episode when I was reflecting on the income and setting new goals for 2023, I said I wanted to be super ambitious to kind of push the boundary and be a bit playful, have fun with my goals rather than just setting something that was super realistic and I knew I could achieve. I was very much going for that saying of of shoot for the moon and if you miss, you land amongst the stars anyway, right? (laughs) So shoot for really big goals. And even if I don't meet those, I I knew that I was going to land somewhere cool, that it was going to be a great year in business. So I guess that's really my first takeaway from today's episode. Don't be afraid to set unrealistic goals. And, And that probably goes against everything that you've been taught about goal setting. And probably I might even be contradicting myself here if you've listened to some of my goal setting episodes. Um, I know in school, when you're taught how to set up a goal, it's like you have to be specific, you have to have a timeline, you have to be realistic. I think there's like a whole analogy they teach you as a five-year-old when you set goals starting school. But anyway, I knew it was somewhat realistic in that I had an income goal 
and I broke down how many courses I'd have to sell to get there, how many client packages I'd be selling and what roughly the where, where roughly the income was coming from to get there. So it wasn't unachievable. It was just really shooting for that moon. <laughs> now, if you hear me crinkling paper in the background of today's episode, it's because all of my goals are written out in my notebook. And that's literally what I'm reading from today. So if I flick through some of the pages, I actually have, is it three or four pages of goals? I think it's three. Yes. And there's about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, roughly around eight goals on each page. So I, I don't just pick an income number. I pick lots of mini milestones and accomplishments. I also have goals that are around types of packages I'd like to sell, price increases, um, media features, speaking gigs. I also have specific countries that I want to visit that I put on my list of goals. I have, you know, my little luxury treats, <laughs> things that I want to buy when I reach a certain milestone. I even have a hotel on this list that I wrote down that I wanted to stay in as a goal. And then I also have mindset goals. So one of the ones here, which we'll start with, let's start on a high with a goal that I actually achieved and a really nice one. And that is becoming my happiest and most confident self yet. And for me, I think it's really important when you're goal setting to have something around your personal mindset and where you would like to be personally. Because speaking from experience, you can be super successful and smash all of your income milestones and still be an unhappy person. And that money isn't going to fill a void. If there's a void there, if there's a sense of self-hatred there, you can't fill that with money. And another one of my goals I've written right at the bottom is just continue enjoying life. Work doesn't own me. It is a provider of my beautiful life. Or, or maybe a way I could word that is like a vehicle to my life. And this has been my attitude since starting my business, but often I need the reminder. Uh, it's very easy to get caught up in the client work, in the income, in the sales and all the highs that come with running a business and forget the reason why you started. So again, that's why setting goals beyond just numbers is really important because I can look at those as two very important goals and be like, yeah, I nailed that. I really worked on myself this year. I really worked on my self-confidence, my self-love and really prioritized enjoying my life over sacrificing everything for profits. The other thing with my my goal setting is I love to have, like I said, little luxury treats and things. And some examples of those on my list are buying a Cartier love ring in London. And I really specifically wanted to get it in London. However, didn't achieve this one. This is going on the did not achieve pile because when I went over the exchange rate between pounds and New Zealand dollars was like the worst it had been in years. And when I calculated up how much I thought I was going to pay for that ring at the beginning of the year, suddenly it had jumped up in price. And I can't remember if there was also a price increase that Cartier had rolled out. It was, it was just suddenly my goal. I looked at it and I was like, I don't actually want to spend that much money on a ring. I don't actually want that thing anymore. So, you know, sometimes it's important to reassess our goals as we move throughout the year. <laughs> but that's an example of those types of goals I also love to have on here. They're really fun. They're really playful. I also had a Van Cleef bracelet on here. Kind of gone off that one as well. I had stay at Arabella, which is a beautiful luxury hotel and golf resort in South Africa, which we did, can tick that one off. I also wrote down that I wanted to have a spa day every month of the year. And similar when I first started my, my business full time, I remember vividly one of my goals for that year, which was 2020, was to buy myself fresh flowers every month. 
And I love having a little goal like this that is so small. To anyone else, it's quite insignificant. But to me, it's something really special and a really nice way of showing myself how much I appreciate myself and my hard work. And it's special to me. You know, you may not like flowers. You may have hay fever and you'll be like, damn, I hate flowers in my house. <laughs> or you may not like going to the spa. Maybe you hate massages. But finding something that's really special to you that helps kind of give yourself some mini rewards as the year goes on. And again, for me, it kind of came back to reminding myself of my why, why I started and my priorities in life. However, this goal also goes in the failed bucket. <laughs> and this is only because I did so much travel this year that any of my extra sort of income, my surplus income went towards travel. So that leads me very nicely to another goal, which was go to the UK. That was my goal. At, at the time that I wrote these, I don't believe we'd booked the flights. Either that or we were just about to or we had just bought the flight. So maybe I cheated a little bit writing down a goal, which I already knew was going to happen. But hey, you know, I could have unfortunately, you know, broken my leg the week before and not been able to go. So you never know. Um, I say break my leg because that's what my auntie did when she had a trip planned to Bali. And now anytime I book a trip, I'm like immediately straight away must book travel insurance because, hey, you could break your leg before your trip and not be able to go and you want to get your money back. Anyway, that's a tangent, <laughs> but I actually didn't have any other countries on my list. I thought the UK was just going to be that trip for the year. And then I also wrote down the hotel in South Africa because we knew we'd have to go back because Ali was renewing his passport. But what unexpectedly happened was I also got to go to Singapore. I got to go to Germany. I got to go to Switzerland. Ali had a course um, that he was doing through work in Switzerland. So I tagged along for that. We also went to Rome for two days together, which was amazing. And then we went to South Africa. So it's been a real whirlwind year of travel, which is an absolute win for me. And really cool to see things like that that you didn't even write on your list of goals and they just happen. And on that topic, another thing that was on my list of, or wasn't on my list of goals, I should say, that I'm going to put in a win bucket is starting an entirely new business. So again, those of you that are regular listeners will know that I opened a content studio here in Auckland. It's called McKenzie Studios. Uh, it's available to rent for creatives, entrepreneurs who want to make really awesome content for their business. It is kind of like an Airbnb meets Ikea. So it's got little staged corners. It looks really homely and beautiful. We've got amazing natural light and we've had an awesome amount of customers come through the space. And that is kind of crazy to look back on you know, my list of goals for this year. And that wasn't even an idea in my head. <laughs> and I also think, again, coming back to some of the goals that I didn't hit, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I started an entirely new business. So my income for dishing up digital and for my courses wasn't as high because I was spending a lot more time, you know, setting that business up. And it was a lot of effort. It was a huge push to put it all together. I think more work than I think people imagine or at least what I imagine setting up a content studio would be like. And I think that also challenged my goals in terms of making this my happiest year yet and, you know, my most confident year or my year of the year of being my most confident self because I really pushed myself outside my comfort zones with that studio. But at the end of the day, I'm super proud that I did it. And when I come back to my income goal for Dishing Up Digital and what I wanted to make out of my courses and my agency one-to-one -one services, the goal I have written down was 500,000 New Zealand dollars. And I loved the idea 
of making half a million dollars. Like how juicy and delicious does that sound? Half a million dollars. Even if it's New Zealand dollars, it's not um, USD. Let me do a quick conversion actually for my US listeners. With current, okay, with current exchange rates, it's around 320,000 US dollars. So New Zealand dollars is like a little bit higher or whatever. But for me, I'm a New Zealand based business. I file my taxes in New Zealand. So when I talk about income and how much money I've made, it's always going to be in NZD. Now, if you want to hear how much money I did make, spoiler alert, it wasn't half a million dollars, but if you would like to hear that breakdown, then make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and that episode with my income report will be going live in the next couple of days as a little part two to the series. Now, at the time of recording this, it is only mid-December. I'm pre-recording these a little bit before I leave to go on holiday again. <laughs> spoiler alert, going overseas again. Um, so there's still some income to be earned, all of that kind of stuff. There's still the opportunity for some more new, for, for some new course signups. But at the moment, we're sitting at 86 students enrolled in the Dishing Up Digital School. Now, I haven't actually counted up how many students have bought my other programs. And there's definitely a lot more. I know in the, in with our template, template bundle, we've had, I think, 300 people buy that in this year. But the Dishing Up Digital School is the one that I had a very specific goal tied to. And I really wanted to enroll 200 new students. So let's say we get another few students. If we rounded it up generously before the end of the year, it could be 100, probably more like 95, 90, anywhere along there. So we're probably like halfway there which I'm still super stoked with. And again, I think this is a lesson for you guys to take away. Even if you don't hit your goals, take a moment to pause and appreciate what you have done. Because for me, yeah, I didn't hit 200 students, but I have helped 86 people this year become social media managers. And that is awesome. And I never want myself to get caught up in those bigger numbers and disappointed and forget about the real people behind these numbers and the impact that that has. And that is incredibly powerful and rewarding. Some other specific goals I had related to the Dishing Up Digital School was I wanted to increase the price of the program. I knew that that price had to go up and it was actually really useful that I had this goal written down because I completely forgot slash I kind of avoided it <laughs> for the majority of the year until I got to August, until I actually had a discovery call with someone who kind of opened my eyes a little bit and they'd been doing the rounds interviewing a bunch of or doing discovery calls with a bunch of social media management coaches and she was super upfront with me and she asked why should I buy your course because your course is actually the cheapest one I'm looking at and I want to buy the best course out there and I have always prided myself or taken pride in offering my course at a lower rate and still believing that it is the best course for social media managers on the market and making it a little bit more achievable with our payment plans for people um, in different parts of the world and on different income brackets. But having someone tell me like that, that tell me so upfront like that, <laughs> that the price of my course could actually be disadvantaging me and actually giving people the opinion that it wasn't the best course was really interesting. So the price that we've gone up to now is still super competitive. I know of another social media management coach who charges double for her program and I'm going to be totally biased and toot my own horn and say that mine is definitely better and I back my course all the way. But it was a really interesting reminder for me and I've shared that story with a few of my, my students and a few of my private clients as well because I think it's important to 
have that understanding of the customer experience and remind yourself it's not all about what's in your head. You know, we get so insecure with price increases when in reality, like our business does really need it. I also had another price increase here on for for my mastermind. Now, my mastermind's been an interesting one for 2023 because as much as I loved teaching it and our first cohort, which was six months of, of 2023, and I had four four students who were enrolled in that and I loved those students. It was amazing working with them, but It was a huge amount of my time because we did private calls with every single student every single month. We also did a monthly call on top of that. And then we had the Slack channel going 24-7 and it was all run by me. I didn't have any support for the messenger support or the teaching. And every time I did a group lesson, I felt a lot of pressure to do a really high level training. And sometimes these would run for up to two hours. And it would be a full-blown presentation with a huge amount of research and effort and thought put into it before actually even teaching it and because of this I decided not to relaunch in was it June or July with the next cohort number one because that was also when I was working on McKinsey Studios but number two was because I didn't like how the mastermind kind of tied me down a little bit I felt like quite constricted and that I had to be showing up for you know a minimum of six calls a month And when I wanted to go on holiday, I had to continue with those calls. So by June and July, I also knew I had a bit of a big trip coming up in September. So I also didn't want to be having the pressure to do those one-on-one calls while on holiday. So this is kind of why this goal has gone in the failed bucket, because I didn't increase the price because I I didn't want to run the program again. (laughs) So what I did recently, I ran a shorter version of the program because I still found it so rewarding and I loved working closely with social media managers, helping them scale their business. And honestly, I think it's the best program I have done because of the level of access and support and coaching you get to me. However, I ran it as a smaller container. So it's about to wrap up, um, which I'm really sad about. And I worked with three students for a total of eight weeks. And it was really an opportunity for me to experiment with the structure of the program And I kept it to less one-on-one calls. So everyone got a kickoff strategy call with me. And then I also had a much more relaxed approach to the group trainings. It was really more of a mastermind rather than a teaching program. It was coming together, listening to everyone's problems in the group and unpacking them and chatting about them together. And the results for this have been so, so awesome. The girls have been getting more inquiries. They've been booking higher priced clients. So they're getting all of the same transformation and outcomes without me completely burning myself out, which is awesome to see. So that is a program I'm putting a pin in for the next few months and I'll circle back to it. I think I need to do some more customer research. So if you are listening and you're like, bro, this sounds like the dream program, Ellen, sign me up, Um, send me a DM and I can add you to the wait list, but also would really love to chat to you about what you are looking for in a mastermind. Sticking to the theme of failed goals, (laughs) the next one I have on my list was I actually wanted to launch three new programs. I wanted to create three new courses, one on Instagram, one on TikTok, one on YouTube, and kind of make this nice little ecosystem where I was going to call them dishing up Instagram, dishing up TikTok, dishing up YouTube, and then we'd have the dishing up digital school. And the idea was that all three of these courses would be included in the dishing up digital school. And I ended up kind of, I don't want to say scrapping this idea because I still might come back to it, but I ended up putting a pin on it because I really just needed to be realistic about how much time I had in my schedule. And I wanted to spend all of the free time that I did have 
on building up the Dishing Up Digital School and really pouring all of my love and effort into that one program and making it or continuing to make it the best on the market. And I also had to come to the realization as much as I love my current Instagram course, which is called Get the Gram, and I think it's an incredible course for those really wanting to understand the basics and the foundations of Instagram, how to write their bio, how to come up with content pillars, how to organize their content. It's an awesome course, but it doesn't sell. Like it really doesn't sell that much. And I don't think I've really nailed the messaging there, but I also don't think it's the number one product or service that my audience wants from me. And I think a really important thing as a business owner is to listen to what your audience wants and follow that. So it felt like I would be putting a lot of effort into making an Instagram course, a TikTok course, a YouTube course. And I know they'd be fantastic. These are platforms that I will use and I have a great amount of experience in. But I felt like it would be splitting up my time and my energy a lot. And I just didn't think I was ready to do that yet. So who knows? I might be ready to do that in the future. Again, if that's something you guys want, let me know. But for now, we're going to throw it into the failed goals bucket, which is looking pretty big at the moment. That bucket is full of failed goals, <laughs> but that's okay. I do have one actually goal that I did achieve very quickly, funnily enough. I wrote down that I wanted to book a three-month strategy client for a $3,000 package. And this was, this was a new service that I kind of tested out uh, in 2023. And again, I only wrote that I wanted one client and I ended up doing two clients, I believe, two or three on this package to just test it out. And then this month I officially launched it on my Dishing Up Digital Agency website. And what was really cool was this was someone who listened to the podcast and they were an influencer and they approached me and we worked together with three months with three different trainings, overhauling their business, looking at their social media strategy, but also looking at their office suite and their sales funnels. And it was really funny because they contacted me in January, I would say like a matter of weeks after writing that goal down, which is awesome. A few other wins here. I wrote down that I wanted to book a speaking gig, which I did two speaking gigs this year. Those were tied to my book um, to kind of try promote those. And speaking of the book, I did have it on my list that I wanted to become a best-selling Amazon author. And I did make into, I think I made it into the second spot. I never quite cracked number one, but I was in the best-selling category ranked number two for a couple of different categories. So on Amazon, they've got like woman, female authors, they've got female entrepreneurship category, they've got small business category, they've got marketing, they've got all of these different categories. So the opportunity to get ranked as a best-selling Amazon author is actually, I'm going to say kind of easy <laughs> because you can choose some kind of niche categories and kind of climb the charts. But I did get to, I believe it was new releases business. I think that was the category. And it was really cool because I was ranked number two and I was surrounded by a whole bunch of books that I've read by authors that I love. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. But I will be honest, I only lasted like a couple of days after we launched it. And I have talked about this before, but the book was really like a passion project for me. And I always knew it wasn't going to be this huge moneymaker. It was more about reaching more people, bringing more people into my network and possibly, you know, I've, I've had people buy the book and then go buy my courses, which was exactly what I wanted. However, on a whole, I definitely didn't sell as many copies as I wanted to. And I have talked about it on previous podcast episodes as it being probably one of my biggest fail failures of the year, which is kind of sad because I love my book and I back it so much. And I know from the reviews and the messages I get from you guys, you also love it. But I also think I just wasn't prepared for 
the crazy world of publishing and book publishing and self-publishing. And it was quite a learning curve. Um, I had on here that I wanted as a goal to workshop a second book. And after experiencing publishing my first book, I'm like, yeah, we're going to put a pin in that for a while. Um, I do feel myself kind of getting interested in writing book number two. Um, but I obviously have to have like a reason and a passion and a message that needs to be shared in a book. Like, to motivate me to do that. I'm not just going to write a book for the sake of writing a book. And I'm going to say that this is going to happen at some point in my lifetime. There will be a second book, but not in the, 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 you know, the near future or not in the next couple of years. We'll put a pin on that goal. Another goal for the failed bucket was reaching 50k NZD months. Now 50k NZD, I believe is around 30,000 or 32,000 US dollars, just for a little bit of context for those overseas. And again, I just think 50K months is like my next milestone that I'm trying to break through. Like when I started, it was 5K months. Then it became the next milestone was 10K. Then it was 20K. And now this month, um, again, I don't want to talk too much about income numbers because I want to save that for the next episode. But I would say we had some months where we got close, but not quite close enough. <laughs> not even close enough to really round it up and call it a 50K month. But again, I'm going to talk more about that in the next episode. And for those who maybe haven't listened to some of my income reports or videos, or sorry, podcast episodes <laughs> on income, I am very transparent for numbers. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. It's going to be a goodie. A few other goals I had. Oh, this one was a win. I wrote down that I wanted to have 30,000 downloads on the podcast. And again, this was kind of me shooting for the moon. I thought it was quite a big number. Um, I knew we'd have to have a good increase in downloads or monthly downloads to, to hit that. But I'm really excited when I was looking at the numbers this morning that we have hit that. So I use, for those interested in the tech side and what podcast downloads mean, I use a software called Kajabi and I love Kajabi. It's incredible. I sell my courses on this. I have my alanmckenzie.com website hosted on Kajabi. I also do my email list through here. I have all my funnels, blah, blah, blah. And I also use it as my podcast host. So I upload an episode into my Kajabi website. I say I, but it's my podcast editor, Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. <laughs> and once the episode is uploaded into Kajabi, it distributes across all of the major podcast platforms. So we'll go to Apple, we'll go to Spotify, we'll go to Google, we'll go to Stitcher. I don't think Stitcher's a thing anymore, actually, but all of the random apps people use to listen to podcasts. However, I only started using Kajabi as a platform host kind of a little bit later on in my podcast journey. So it doesn't have a record of all of the downloads. Before that, I was using a software called Libsyn. And I've since canceled my subscription to that. So I have no idea what the numbers were on that. Probably should have paid attention. But <laughs> this is a long-winded way of saying that I have reached 32,000 downloads on Kajabi. However, when I actually go in and I check the unique downloads on Spotify and Apple, we have reached over 40,000, which is awesome. So there's a roughly a little bit of a mismatch there in terms of, sa of sales, lol, <laughs> in terms of downloads that weren't recorded by Kajabi. But I wanted to put that in there because I'm like, I didn't just hit 30, we hit 40. And to and in full transparency, that is not for the year of 2023. That is like the lifetime of my podcast. So since we started, we have had that many downloads. Maybe next year I should do one for like, just the year. I haven't really thought about that. 
that sounds like more math for me to do. It's much easier to just open up my stats on like Apple and Spotify and be like all time or <laughs> lifetime stats. Let's go through the last few goals here or a few interesting ones that I want to mention. I had a couple like I wanted to fly business class, which I have put on my list of goals every single year and I'm going to keep putting that there until it happens. I don't know how. It's it's definitely just going to be like using a, an upgrade that I have with my Air New Zealand membership, but we're going to get there one day, okay, guys? I'm going to be a business class girly. I believe it 110% and I hope some of you are with me as well. <laughs> I also had fly to an overseas mastermind. Now, I didn't achieve this goal purely because I just didn't find any that I was interested in, but I have joined a business mastermind for 2024. I don't, I don't want to share it yet because I like to road test the coaches that I work with before I publicly say who I'm working with and like kind of endorse them because I have had this situation before where I'm like, oh my God, this coach is amazing. And then people sign up to work with her because of me, but I kind of jumped the gun and then didn't end up liking the course that I did. So I like to just slow things down a little bit there, but I have joined a mastermind that does include a retreat in Mexico. Now, Mexico is kind of an annoying place for me to get in the world, um, although most places are really annoying when you live in New Zealand at literally the bottom of the world and everywhere takes like 30 hours to fly to. But I would have to fly all the way to the US and then fly down to Mexico because there's no direct flights. So this is my long way of saying I don't know if I will go, but it's in, I believe it's in November, so it's a while away. We'll see what happens. We'll see what's on the agenda for 2024. We'll see what pops up. But I like that I have the opportunity to do that. So maybe this is like a half in the achieved bucket and a half in the failed bucket kind of goal. Now, the last two goals I'm going to mention were kind of personal ones. You'll notice that I have quite a mix of personal and business goals together because I don't know, I'm a person and I'm quite closely linked to my business. <laughs> Um, but a couple of the goals that I had written down here last were hitting $100,000 in my sharesies. Those who aren't familiar with sharesies, I believe it's only a platform in New Zealand, but it's basically an investing platform. So something like Hatch, I think is another one. Um, I actually don't know of any of the ones in the, in the States. I want to say like Tiger, but I also feel like that's an airline, <laughs> not an investment platform. But basically... I could phrase this goal as hitting $100,000 in my investment portfolio. So these are funds that I'm invested in. And the reason why it's not specifically sharesies anymore was number one, sharesies changed their fee structure this year. And I found it wasn't as beneficial for me. So I started looking at other uh, investment platforms. And then the other thing that kind of changed was with interest rates going up, it actually meant that term deposits I'm getting like really financy here for a second I feel like my boyfriend would be proud of me but <laughs> the reason why I stopped kind of putting money into my sharesies was number one because of the the fees increase but number two there was really good opportunities with fixed deposits through my bank because interest rates had gone up and a fixed deposit is always nice to take advantage of when it's there because it's like guaranteed money if you don't know what a fixed deposit is I'm not going to try pretend like I'm a finance expert and <laughs> disclaimer I'm this is not financial advice <laughs> I'm just sharing what I do um, but a fixed deposit is when you basically like give the bank a sum of money and they hold on to it for a certain amount of time and you earn interest on it. So you're essentially letting your money work for you. You know, that catchphrase that everybody uses on the Internet, like, like get your money working for you instead of just, you know, wasting away in the bank account. So I love my fixed deposits as a little bit of a risk averse investor. And that was why I didn't hit that milestone in my sharesies account. 
And I feel like that's pretty fair because I'm actually being financially savvy, moving with the times, paying attention to the market, all that jazz. And I want to say I'm pretty close to this goal. It's kind of hard to add up because now all my investments are diversified. But the main reason I was aiming for 100000 as well was because I really wanted to save for a house deposit. For those who, who may not know, um, I'm a renter and I'm a very happy renter. So I'm still very on the fence about if I want to buy a house. I think it's just naturally what I think a lot of us expect ourselves to do. <laughs> you get up, you, you get up, you get old, you grow up, you get into a relationship, you buy a house. That's kind of like the formula for success. And as you guys know, I'm very pro creating your own definition of success and not letting societal expectations force you down certain paths. However, I do think it's a smart investment. My whole mission with buying a house, and I would be buying this with my partner as well, so I have that advantage. I'm not doing it alone. But my whole mission is to get myself in a financial position where I don't have to invest every single dollar that I have into a house deposit. And if anyone is familiar with the New Zealand housing market, in particular in Auckland, it's a little bit cray-cray and it's very expensive, so you need quite a large deposit. But I really don't want to put all of my eggs in one basket in that sense. I really want to make sure that I have nice juicy savings, earning interest or growing for retirement. And then I have a separate fund that I can use for a house deposit. So I'm going to put these goals again. We're going to go half in the failure, half in the successful goals bucket. <laughs> now I can see the time ticking away on this episode. I can see it's going to be a bit of a long one. So to wrap up quickly, I wanted to mention the goals that I'm planning for 2024. And that is to say that I have not set my goals yet. I'm having a very relaxed approach to goal setting for 2024, which is a little bit different for me. Um, but I, I just wanted to take a step back and give myself time to think about what I wanted to achieve in 2024. I think at the moment I'm thinking it's going to be another one of those foundational years in my business where I'm actually just doing more of the same and just growing and building. And I don't at this stage have plans to launch anything crazy and new, but hey, I ended up with a content studio this year. So who knows what will happen. If you guys are interested in maybe a part three to this series a little later on in January when I have thought about some of those goals, do let me know. Otherwise, I do have a very small uh, little like masterclass bundle. If you want to hear about goal setting, my strategies more, if you want to make a vision board with me, I have this really cute little bundle that you can buy. I believe it's only 10 or 15 US dollars. So Really nice thing if maybe you're struggling to come up with what your definition of success is, what your goals are, and I'll link that down below for anyone that is interested. It's a replay of a masterclass that I taught to my students back in 2022, I believe, but all the info in there is super timeless, and it's actually quite fun for you guys to look back on after listening to this episode and kind of reflect on you know how much my business has grown. You can see the goals that I was setting and see where I'm at now. So I'm going to wrap things up there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you in part two of this little series where we have my income report unpacked. 